Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake, and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Welcome back to Discographology, where we go undercover to cover the covers. 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 I'm Blake, and this is my band. How's everyone doing? Good. When you say undercover, right. I think of uh, Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when he would wear the trench coat. Or was it him, or was it Donatello? They, they, all, they all did trench coats, buddy. <laughs> I think... From the original movie, Raphael was the w- yeah. was the, the the trench coat wearer, going out looking like but a in flasher. In the cartoon, they all fought it. <laughs> yeah, de- definite flasher vibe. Damn, that's a good first movie. That first teenage movie. Yeah. I started watching. It's on right. YouTube for free. I started watching it uh, uh, like a week ago and or a couple weeks back, and never finished it. But I see. I remember the second one way better for, as a kid. Like that was the one I think I saw more. Yeah, but yeah, me too. But the second one is lame. (laughs) Yeah, as an adult, it is super lame. They can't use their weapons because all the parents got got all upset. So you got cold cuts as nunchucks. (laughs) Cold cut nunchucks. Instead, they dance. But kind of kind of a tie into our episode. It does have the vanilla ice. Uh, doing ninja rap in it, right? And ninja rap is a rap. That's a cover cover of a Buddy Holly song. (laughs) <laughs> called ninja rap <laughs> all, yeah all all jokes aside there, there was a rap song in the first movie that was better really it's not talking Wait, about nobody's talking the, about it turtle yeah, power t-u-r-t-l-e power t-u-r-t-l-e power who oh. logan who was that i didn't know that uh on the, the half shell in, the evil partners in rhyme yeah partners partners in crime or okay and it there was like a crime rhyme in there Nice. Right, right, right. Anyway, we can't talk about Ninja Turtles for half an hour. <laughs> we can't do it. Um, this is a show where, uh, a show within a show where we talk about music and the music we listen to and the vinyl we purchase and the songs we love. So the next one we're going to do is uh, another one of our famous palate cleansers. And I have to keep that secret till the end, don't I? Yes. I think it's a good reveal after we do our special topic of <laughs> yeah. discussion for today. Right. Um, but so without without spoiling it, this one has a very prominent song that I did not know was a cover until a few weeks ago, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which kind of blew my mind. I never knew. And I grew up with this song and loved it. So here on Undercover Covers... Uh, in, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about covers that maybe we didn't know were covers. But before we get into that, should we talk about what we've been up to musically and otherwise? Ooh, I got a list. You okay. know I got a list. A list of Do things. you want me to go first? Yeah, go for I always go first. Blake, you go first. What have you been listening to? Yeah, we'll go. Um, okay. A lot of things. Uh, I've been listening to more things than usual because um, I'm putting together a Halloween mix, as we all are. Yes. So that's been causing me to just go through lots of different music that maybe I wouldn't even normally go through. Uh, too many things to list. I This isn't on my Halloween mix, but I do want to point out uh, Caroline Polachek, who uh, 
my wife reminded me she existed and now I'm listening to her her LP her debut LP that I kind of slept on when it came out in 2019 but it's she's a pretty amazing singer does anyone know Caroline Polachek she was in Chairlift the the electronic duo nope I know name of sounds Chairlift, familiar maybe but yeah don't know her she can do she can do like this yodeling thing with her voice that people say is auto-tune, but it's not. Um, like Jewel. Can't Jewel yodel? <laughs> Wasn't that her whole thing? I Oh, the, that was her whole know. thing, but I, I can... <laughs> well, just that in the van. It's um, you know? amongst <laughs> her, her many talents. Um, uh, listening to a little bit of Tori Amos. Uh, next, next topic. No, I will take no questions on this. A um, couple of vinyl that i got recently uh were the brand new church's album it's called mm. screen violence and of course the new halsey release i got on vinyl it's called if i can't have love i want power uh produced by trent reznor atticus ross the oscar-winning duo slash nine inch nails trenticus um, trenticus trenticus yes exactly trenticus as the fan the fans call them uh, I really like the record. Has has anyone else had a chance to listen to that one it's, by chance? It's on my list. Have not. You got to listen. I uh, that I bro. I so I did. I listened to one. Oh, you did listen to it. Yeah. What did you think? It's on my. Oh, it's on uh, my list of stuff coming up. Oh, okay, don't, 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 okay, don't. okay. I want to. I want to hear your opinions on it. Um, I I really dig it. I I need like a hundred more listens. I, I was gonna um, say I've only heard one song. I. I I had checked out that song "Easier Than Lying" from it because I'd I'd read a review yeah. that said something about it being a, a a a pop. They they called it pop punk in this thing, and I I don't think <laughs> I agree with that, but it's what drew me to it initially to listen to it. And it's funny how that song in particular. I feel like I can hear the Trent Reznor fingerprints very much so. <laughs> you know oh, on the chord well, progressions at least. Like it's very nine well, nails yeah, kind of chord progressions that, to me. I mean that. That melody there, that progression is literally the same as uh, uh, the main theme that they did in Watchmen, which is kind of mm. weird. <laughs> it's the it's the same key and everything. It's just the same notes. Interesting. Um, but it's yeah, it, uh, the fingerprints are. It's it's not subtle. Like the nine inch nailsness of it all is not subtle. Um, but I dig that. Hey, and that Church's uh, record has uh, more of that favorite Robert Smith, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that, so the song featuring Robert Smith kicks ass. It's, I believe it's called how not to drown. Uh, I'd recommend going through that whole record. Pretty good. Um, I got a vinyl I've been wanting for a while. Olivia Rodrigo's sour, um, just really made my, made my heart smile to get that one. Um, and finally moving toward completing my Arctic monkeys collection, got, uh, Jessica ordered us. AM, the Arctic mm. Monkeys record, their last good record, <laughs> it, and it's really awesome. Uh, and we don't talk about the one that came after that. Tranquility uh, Hotel up, and Casino. Yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, whatever that is. She also picked up Jane's Addiction, Nothing's Shocking. I don't have any connection with that album. Maybe, I don't know if any, anyone else here is into that. Is that the the big Jane's Addiction album, or probably probably it's the one with the two uh, naked women on the front? 
the I one was, I was always only a, a radio fan, but but I, I, okay. I liked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been caught stealing. Yeah. Been caught stealing. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jane says coming down the mountain. Yeah, Jane says and coming. Uh, yeah, is coming down the mountain what that song's called? It makes me think of like I, I, she'll be coming <laughs> down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, the the old standard. <laughs> See, yeah, that all that stuff's been keeping me busy. That's uh, yeah, it, you hoarding vinyl as usual. Nice. Mountain song, mountain Excuse song. Me. Uh, so, uh, so that's what you picked up recently. You've been listening to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Logan, you said you also got the Halsey, or well, you 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 said it's on your list. I assume. I just go ahead. I just listened to it. That's all. Okay. Uh, yeah. I gave it a couple times. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I can definitely hear all the 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 Trinicus stuff uh, and fingerprints. I'm not super familiar with. Uh, you're saying it's Halsey. <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> yeah. I I, sh- I should I should mention I was a Halsey fan before, so I have a bias toward her. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. It. I don't know. I just it. I didn't feel like it. I don't. I don't want to like put it in in kind of a box or anything like that because I think there was a lot of uh, variation in there from what I heard, and I there were some things that I was really impressed with vocally, and um, but a lot of the time I kind of felt like I should be maybe a, a teenage girl <laughs> listening to to some of it. Like I just didn't know how to like I was. I don't know. I just wasn't connecting with it or I just felt like I wasn't the right market for it or it just wasn't for me. So I need a couple more listens, but I, I do agree with the, uh, the song choice. What's it called again? Uh, easier easier than, than lying. lying. That one. Yeah. Is that the really like kind of, it has the course. It's like something about sleeping with one eye open maybe. It's fat. And it's fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I did like that one quite a bit. There's some stuff on there that sounds like pumpkins. A few things that sound very 90s. Yeah, like I was kind of just. Uh, I wish he would have saved that for. <laughs> I don't know for a, a, <laughs> a nine, nine inch, inch nails, nails release. Yeah. Uh, that's just the yeah. the nine inch nails fan and me um, and nothing against uh, her. So it was interesting. It was just a weird uh, collision of worlds. Uh, so it it was an interesting listen, but I'll yeah. I'll, I'll give it some more spins or uh, you know streams here but uh no i recently picked up uh, a few of the episodes ago that i told you that i got the rammstein's latest album tw- mm-hmm. from 2019 well i got their first album uh Herzlide from 95 so i've been listening to that and really enjoying it i also got a reissue of typo negative slow deep and hard from 1991 mm. and uh that's that's been a lot of fun uh, so I, I guess the killers released a new album pressure machine. I tried to listen to that, but it was like, I don't know. It was too crossover church of Brandon flowers. Kind of like <laughs> out it's been the, on my list, but out in the wasteland, it, it, it kind of seemed like it was trying to do like a different type of Sam's town. It had like all these like audio clips from what sounded like just, you know, normal ass people talking about nor- <laughs> normal ass shit. Um, it just wasn't my thing, so I didn't make it through all the way on that. Um, I've been listening to uh, Hyperlight Drifter soundtrack, which is a video game, um, but this oh. s- soundtrack is by Disasterpiece, who did the soundtrack for It Follows. Yes. But uh, Hyperlight Drifter came out in 2016, and I've been, uh, I kind of pre purchased that game, a hard copy of it for Nintendo Switch when I get it. 
um, but it came with a download of the album. Or no, it came with a CD. So um, I've oh, been nice. listening to that. Also, the Hades soundtrack, which is also another video game released in 2020. Uh, that's been pretty cool. And I think that's about it. I've I've ordered some things, but I think I'm just going to wait to talk about them when I get them. It'll give me something to talk about. Nice. Okay. I have not played Hades, though. I, there was a while when everyone was talking about it. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, um, but oh. I'm really looking forward to it. I watched some gameplay, and it seems interesting. It, it, it doesn't look like a game kind of game I've ever played before, so... Yeah, me neither, but people are like, you must play this game. Yeah, they say that the story and the characters really draw you in, so I'm going to huh. give it a try. It looks pretty cool, but it's it's one of the highest rated games right now that I know of. I've also heard the Hyperlight Drifter um, uh, soundtrack recommended before. Um, well, I've, I've, I've never played that either, though. Nice. Uh, all my recent purchases have been like bargain bin thrift shop finds. I, I, I realized looking at my list here, I haven't picked up anything like new, uh, like Logan. I've, I've pre-ordered a, a couple things that haven't come in yet that I, I'm going to wait on. But, uh, I did find, uh, actually a few CDs out just out and about that. Uh, I think one of which is something I'm the only person that might be interested in. So I found the, the New York Dolls first album on CD, which uh, I've always heard, you know, oh, good that's... things about New York Dolls. So I picked that up. Um, the Avalanches album, Since I Left You, which is the one with uh, Frontier Psychiatrist. Which, have you guys heard Frontier Psychiatrist, the Avalanches song? Nope. No, I don't think so. Really? Okay. <laughs> I got to send it to you. It's crazy. They, they're they like, uh, it's, I think it's two guys and, and they do a lot of sampling and stuff and it's uh i guess it's electronic it's more just like sample stuff like dj shadow or something and uh there's a but there's a song on it called frontier psychiatrist that's just amazing so i got that uh, i actually picked up a newer replacement copy of siamese dream i i happened to see it out and i was like huh i looked at the disc and the disc is like brand new looking and my copy of siamese dream is the hmm. one i've had since high school and it's just scratched to hell <laughs> and i was like you know what I'm going to get this just so I have a better condition nice. version uh, of this album. Because uh, like my one I had from high school, you can never listen to the last few tracks, which come on, the last few tracks are some of the best. I mean, I, I love, I love the whole album, but yeah. Luna? Because of that, because I burned that from you. Oh, you, <laughs> wait, yeah. so I corrupted your version of the album because you've never heard <laughs> the last, because like you're missing out on Luna and Sweet, 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 which I like Sweet, Sweet, even though some people don't like it as much. Are you a fan of that one, Logan? How do you feel about the last couple on Siamese Dream? Uh, they're okay. They're mid-tier for me. Are they? Uh, but I like them fine. Uh, Luna, I do like Luna. Luna's great. I, uh, Sweet Speed, I, I do like quite a bit, even though... I mean, the whole album, again, it's it's pretty great. But anyway, I got that. The one that I don't think anybody else would care about, but I, I know I care about, and possibly our, our friend Brett might care about, because he also watched this show... Um, I happened to find the Soul Cracker album uh, at last for you. So uh, Soul Cracker was a band on VH1's Bands on the Run reality <laughs> show in like 2000. And I know I was obsessed with that show for a while. And, and I believe <laughs> Brett also diligently watched that show when it was on and it, you know, it was just four different bands competing at like on the road, they had competitions and stuff. Um, but 
I don't know. It was just a total nostalgia trip to find that album because I haven't listened to them in so long. And they're very much just like, they sound like 2000 year, 2000 kind of pop punk slash kind of going for like an incubus alien ant farm kind of new metal ish thing, but not quite. And I don't know. I just love it. It's, it's fun. Uh, and then the last thing I was going to tell you I picked up was, I found this weird uh, vinyl, the only vinyl I've gotten recently at Goodwill, that uh, the reason that it drew my eye was it had a, a, a guy playing a acoustic guitar in the front, and it's all in Spanish. And I'm like, that looks like a, you know huh. what, I'm going to go with that, all in Spanish. So I, I got it, and it's the artist is Atahualpa Yupanqui, who I looked him up, and apparently he is a... Uh, a South American, now I need to figure out what country he's from, uh, I believe Peruvian, now that I say that, uh, guitarist who like played around in the in the 60s and uh, just very like classically Spanish guitar kind of thing. Uh, and he actually was like a socialist in the Socialist Party and it was just kind of a cool little record. Nice to put on in the background kind of thing, you know. And uh, yeah, nice. so that's that's what I've picked up. I, I do want to say the only other thing I've listened to recently is the new Sleigh Bells, which uh, is awesome. It's, it's oh. the best Sleigh Bells. It, is it? Since old Sleigh Bells. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm going to download that Well, immediately. they've only put out two singles, but look up the song Locust Laced. Okay. Uh, it's it's great. And Logan, I think you might like it too. It's, it's Have you ever listened to Sleigh Bells, Logan? I think a little bit, but I don't remember anything about that. It's like a girl singer who does a lot of like almost cheerleading chants with a guitar yeah. player that just does like heavy metal riffs. And he's from he's from a band. Yeah, he's from some metal and band. And it's I forget just who they the were. new this new song "Locust Laced" is is so damn catchy and cool. All the riffs are cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, Matt, you want to round us out? What are you What have you been listening to? Picked up recently? Uh, haven't been shopping uh, of late. Uh, you You did get me uh, or sh- shared your your thrift store. I did find. Yeah, I was gonna say I me. did find one thing and, I gave to Matt. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more here in a bit. But uh, I, I've been surfing the uh, the YouTube algorithm quite a bit. Um, we, we've mentioned uh, we, we've all got Halloween mixes that, that we have coming up. And uh, these guys I, I found, you know, looking around for Halloween music, they're not going to end up on the mix, but I was just really intrigued and blown away uh, by them because I'd, I'd never, never heard them before. Uh, you guys heard Silver Apples? Um, mm, it was kind yeah. of another another New York, um, you know, kind of noise band. I, I guess one of their big claims to fame was they they played a big party in Central Park for the moon landing, and they were uh, huh. really, um, you know, really kind of uh, early uh, early electronic music. Um, players you know lots of like really kind of almost industrial equipment synthesizers you know tuned and, and used in a in a weird way so i've been listening to that first uh silver apples uh, album and um most recently there, just, oh go is ahead. it there like a ton of people in that band or or are they like really theatrical i'm trying to remember there's something else about them too that was kind I, of strange what Maybe little I'm- I'd heard, I think it was for a duo for a little while, at least initially. I'm not sure how they might have, um, you know, evolved uh, later in their careers, but uh, 
this uh the first album that i had listened to was just um was just two guys uh doing drums uh and percussion vocals and the other guy played the all the oscillators and i guess played flute as well and and also did vocals um Hmm. so uh so yeah just just two guys um making that uh that music um and then kind of uh, in a similar era, uh, I stumbled upon a band called Dark, which um, was a kind of a, a British uh, psychedelic rock group. I'm surprised or they, they might have come up or, or they had the potential to come up on uh, on our uh, rare albums uh, show we did a while back. Uh, they, they they famously their their debut album, Dark Round the Edges, um, was, you know, famously low run and 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 highly sought after, probably especially for, for right. British uh, record collectors. But just kind of, you know, early, early stoner, you know, doom pop uh with with kind of <laughs> still some some kind of tweeness uh, about it I, I've, I've really been impressed and and have been getting into that that dark round the edges uh album as well i uh, did want to circle back uh Panqui is is from argentina i know yeah i, it, I, I realized like, that <laughs> I, and actually it says he's the most important argentine folk artist so i'm glad you brought that back up because i was like yeah i don't i don't want to upset anybody uh if we you know, yeah. So Argentine for sure. I I think I recognize him. He, I but yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, should we move on to our topic of note? Yes. We're gonna we're gonna put on uh, put on some sunglasses and and like a fedora and a trench coat and we're we're going <laughs> we're going undercover. Yeah. So we we're calling this undercover covers. Doom covers. Doom. I should have made themes like that, but you know, um, covers you may not have known were covers. So I'll go first, and okay, I'm hoping none of us stole each other's. But here we go. Mine is a song called "One." Yeah. Um, and I'm not telling you which one it is yet. <laughs> So the narrative starts with something very near and dear to my heart, and that is the Magnolia soundtrack, of course. So I'm old enough to remember when uh, trailers for the movie Magnolia were playing on the TV, and I remember remember it featured a uh, cover of the song One by Amy Mann that was really good. Now, I knew that this was a cover of a Three Dog Night song. Uh, because growing up, I heard it a lot. It was either on oldies radio or cra- classic rock radio. Oh yeah, or both. I can't recall, but it was on the stuff that my parents played a lot. Um, the part that I ne- that I did not know until adulthood. Uh, I, I might have been thirty years old when I finally figured this out. Uh, was that Three Dog Night didn't originally write one which was stupid of me to not realize because Three Dog Night doesn't write anything as far as I know. <laughs> um, so it was almost like, not really, but it's almost like a cover of a cover of a song by Harry Nilsson, who originally wrote one. Um, huh. I will I will say the uh, the Amy Mann one follows the Harry Nilsson one more than the Three Dog Night one, but I, I didn't know that. Uh, but it makes sense. But yeah, Harry Nilsson's almost like the... the music's best kept secret or something. Um, or at least he seemed that way to me. Uh, cause I've only kind of discovered his stuff recently, but, uh, so it was written and recorded in 
1967 by Nelson, um, who is an artist that other artists love to go to for covers. Um, and so this was toward the beginning of his career. Uh, the, the song starts with, um, in all versions that I know of, of the, the song, it starts with a keyboard, like an organ going bloop, 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 bloop. And apparently that sound was inspired by the sound of a busy signal over the phone line. Mm. Um, Zoomers won't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Nilsson did record a version. I don't think that version ever charted or gained any popularity. Three Dog Nights cover shortly after, however, made it famous. That, that cover reached number five on Billboard. Um, so their cover of one became uh, the opening track of their debut record. And it later was it was a self-titled record. And then later, for marketing purposes, one became kind of the titular track, which is strange. And they I guess they added uh, the word one beneath the band's name on the um, cover mm. art. Hmm. Uh, and to me, it's just such a weird concept for the foundation of your career to be someone else's song, but oh well. Uh, the album, of course, is all covers. In fact, uh, they are notably a, a cover band. I, am I wrong about that? <laughs> Do they have original well, songs? Well, or at least other people, right? Because I think Joy to the World is also written by somebody else. The other big three dog nine. Yeah, no, like Hoyt every... Ashton, yeah. maybe? was Hoyt it? Ashton. It is. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct, Matt. As far as I know, they're a cover band. Uh... Some people Dude, don't know some Not, you just took a shot at Zoomers. There's some boomer yelling at you right now about like, God damn it, three dog night. <laughs> yeah. Is a- yeah, I know. I'm dumb. Look, <laughs> I was born at the wrong Three time. dog night is so- a celebrated band. <laughs> <laughs> they write all their own material. Yeah. Um, of course, this one, one's been covered by everyone and their dog. Uh, I think the Amy Mann one is great. Uh, trivia, do you know what the Amy Mann cover was originally recorded for? Anyone? Oh, shit. I know. Th- I knew this at one time because I have another factoid about this to blow your mind. Blake. It was not for Magnolia originally. Was it, it for a TV show or she, something? Was it for a Cruel Intentions? Because no. I know she did You Could Make a no. Killing for That's a different Cruel song. Intentions. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that. What was it for? It's before that. 1995's For the Love of Harry, Everybody Sings Nelson. Uh, a, uh, Nelson okay. cover album with well, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Arts. Can I blow your mind a little further about the cover? Did you have? Sorry, sure, I, I didn't want to sure. step on your toes. So no, 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 else. no. That ahead. Amy Mann version is actually three undercover covers in one. Did you know this, Blake? It's a turducken. <sighs> I know that. Okay, there. I know there are elements yes. in that song that are not part of one. But t- yes. tell me. So I, I, I did not know this. So when I first heard that version by Amy Mann, I just thought she was covering one. And then I heard the Harry Nielsen version, and I was like, "Well, there's elements that aren't there." You know the part in the Amy yeah. Mann one where there's like John Bryan or somebody does that really high harmony about yeah. Br- two are divided Brian, when one is this, yeah. divided and two are divided and one is together with. Yeah, that's a Harry Nielsen song called Together. That's also on oh Aerial God. Ballet, the same album that one is on. So they actually okay. mash together two Harry Nielsen songs it's a mashup. from that it's same medley, album. Really. And then also the beginning of that Amy Mann one, when you hear the little uh, go Mr. Miggs or whatever that voice say that that's another yeah. Harry Nielsen yeah. song. I don't remember which it one. Is? Yeah, it's on that same album, uh, Aerial Ballet. Oh my God. So it's, it's, as Matt said, it's a turducken of undercover covers. <laughs> it's, I just thought that was a goofy little studio. Nope. It's from the same Harry Nielsen album. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Okay, I need to listen to that album top to bottom. It's but T- yeah, T- uh, I, I think N- Nilsson's is er, his original is great. Three Dog Nights is okay. Amy Mann's is great. There are a million other ones I haven't heard, but check yeah. them out. Um, Matt, you want to go? Yeah, I can get in there. Uh, had some some thoughts on this. Um, there there wasn't one that that stuck that stuck out to me as one that I had recently uncovered was a cover. Um, so so the, these have kind of been no uh, uh, known covers for me for at least a little bit. But um, uh, first of all, uh, Josh, you you thoughtfully uh, found and and got for me the Hot Buttered Soul, um, the Isaac Hayes <laughs> record, and that has not one but two. Um, Potential undercover covers, both uh, Walk On By, which uh, was originally uh, a Burt Bacharach uh, <laughs> joint with lyrics by Hal David that uh, uh, they wrote for Dionne Warwick in uh, in 1963. And then the Isaac Hayes version came out in 69. I love that song. Uh, I, I got turned on to it. I was I was watching uh, the Saturday afternoon movie on my little uh, 13 inch black and white TV and the movie dead presidents was on. Um, and, and, and that, that is, is featured in the, in that movie and, you know, has, has stuck with me ever since it's a great, great version of the song. Isaac Hayes, uh, really brings it. And then the one that I was uh, less familiar with from that record was by the time I got to Phoenix, which is also a cover by, uh, Johnny Reed. Oh, excuse me, Jimmy Webb. Um, Jimmy Webb, by the time I got to Phoenix, uh, Glenn Campbell had also done a version of that, but uh, uh, Isaac does it up really well. But uh, the one that that um, I think is, is is probably the the best example that I can think of uh, for for this uh, this category, this notion. It's not quite a turducken, but it does have um, <laughs> kind of a, a a double cover element, and that is 1981 Soft Cell. Oh, tainted love. This was my backup. <laughs> um, the first time I heard this song, I was I was uh, driving to my uh, riding in the car, going to my aunt's house as a little kid um, out in the country, and it's such a long song, and I just remember being uh, being struck by how odd of a song it was. So sparse, um, you know, the the really kind of sterile drums. Uh, but in, and it's just a, a, a great version, but, but what really, uh, uh, kills it or seals it in for me is when they go, go into, uh, where did our love go, uh, as kind of the, the outro to tainted love, which was originally by Ed Cobb and recorded by Gloria Jones in 1964. So, uh, tainted love is my undercover cover. Have you have you heard the coil version? There are many versions, but have you heard that one? I, I have not. I I know I know uh, uh, Marilyn Manson did did a version uh, yeah. a, a while back, but I've, I've not heard that co- uh, the coil version. I'll have to check that out. It's like ultra slow and dark and dreary. Hmm. So I I went through a, a list here of, of songs, and then I finally settled on this one because this is the one that to me is a true undercover cover in that. I sincerely thought it was this guy's song for years and years. And it doesn't help that if I looked at the writing credits, it just showed the same last name. And so it didn't throw me <laughs> off. Uh, but 
when I was a, a senior in high school, one album that was very big uh, for, for myself and a friend of ours, Ben, and I think it was because of, of his girlfriend at the time who was really into it, was the 2001 album Poses by Rufus Wainwright, uh, singer-songwriter Rufus Wainwright. And uh, it's, a, it's a good album. I actually listened to it when I thought of this song. But on that album, he does a song called One Man Guy. And it's just kind of, you know, he's playing, well, actually, he's not playing acoustic guitar. I'll get to that in a minute. But I assumed at the time he's playing acoustic guitar and singing these lyrics that include, this is the chorus, okay? Because I'm a one-man guy in the morning, same in the afternoon, one-man guy when the sun goes down, I whistle me a one-man tune. Now, maybe I'm a little stereotypical, but Rufus Wainwright, if you don't know, is a very openly gay man, (laughs) Okay, like this is not something he's he's ever like been very secretive or private about. And I when I heard this, just assumed he was singing like about monogamy. (laughs) Like I'm a one man guy, you know, and so I just always was like, okay, you know, it's a good song. It was always I downloaded it from Kazaa or whatever, or LimeWire and never thought twice about it. Then, years later, our friend, mutual friend, Nathaniel Carroll, former uh, drummer for Fatherton uh, and, and singer-songwriter in his own right, he covered that song at a show, One Man Guy. And I don't remember how it came up, but maybe at some point I said, like, oh, a Rufus Wainwright song, that's good, or whatever. I don't know. Somehow it came up. And he's like, oh, no, that's a Loudon Wainwright the third song. And I was like, wait a second, what? Apparently, One Man Guy is actually a song written by Rufus's dad, Loudon Wainwright III, and it's on his 1985 album. Okay, and it blew my mind Uh when I found that out because I'd had this whole notion of the song. And as far as I know, Loudon Wainwright is is not a a gay man. Uh, So Uh when I looked it up, it's it's not about that at all. It's like him talking about being solitary, uh, you know, and a solitary individual. <laughs> and uh, the original version's pretty close to to Rufus Wainwright's version. It's not too far off. Um, you know, it's the other thing that kind of blew my mind though when I looked this up today. I didn't even know this was that the guy playing guitar on Rufus's version is Teddy Thompson, who is the son of Richard and Linda Thompson, who are are like Loudon Wainwright the Third folk uh, singer songwriters from the '60s and '70s. Um, I, they were in Fairport Convention and some of those bands, but. Mm. Didn't know that either. Uh, and yeah, so one man guy, Rufus Wainwright song, not a Rufus Wainwright song. Thanks to Nathaniel Carroll. I now know Loudon Wainwright, the third <laughs> song. Uh, also, I want to point out, it's not just me. If you go to Genius, it says clearly one of the notes is somebody's like, even though it sounds <laughs> like he's singing about, <laughs> you know, it, it says something like he puts yeah. a quasi uh, sexual spin on it, but it's it's written by his dad about being like a solitary guy. So, yeah, totally threw me for a loop when I found that one out was actually a cover. Um, so that's my undercover cover, and it's a good one. Check it out. Nice. All right. Well, mine isn't as in depth as your <laughs> like all three of yours um but one that was kind of a shock to me which matt i also didn't really know about the soft cell uh tainted love cover until much later in life so that one was a 
a, a good choice for me too. It was a backup. But mine is <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy <laughs> <Yeah>. Lauper. <laughs> really? I only learned this very recently, Logan. I did not know this. 83s uh, is actually originally written by Robert Hazard uh, in 1979. And uh, yeah, I... I, I love uh, I love this original. I listened to the original, and it's it's pretty good. It's just way more raw and and just kind of rougher sounding um, and faster. But I also love Cindy's version, of course. Like I've never, I just always assumed that she wrote that song. <laughs> so that was just kind of a big shock to me, um, especially so, given yeah, the, the the lyrics and the subject matter. Like yeah, well, and it's, so it's yeah, it's written from the male point of view. And I think the song, you know, itself has gone on to, you know, just be kind of a uh, a championing kind of uh, tune. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's just this just really bizarre to me. But it is I, I it is what it is. I guess. Hmm. So I, I did not know that. That's wild. There. I mean, we could yeah. we could do this topic again down the road. There's some like pregame topics that I feel like we could revisit because there's just so many other choices and this is this is a fun one uh you know yeah. and uh yeah covers you didn't know were covers I one other one real quickly that I I told Matt about and and maybe you guys know but the Natalie Ambrulia song Torn that that was another backup <laughs> of mine was I was cover. so upset when I found out <laughs> yeah because I mean I I mean I guess some of those make sense like it's a huge hit like I don't know I it, it's just yeah, it's so synonymous with her. But uh, anyway, wh- why are we talking about yeah. undercover covers, Blake? Can I tell you the funniest live cover story I have sure. real quick? Yes. It, no. it's, it's just <laughs> brief. I was at uh, I was at the Blue Room, um, RIP, a million years ago. Some kind of new metal-ish band of just young guys. Uh, I don't remember what they were called. <clears throat> but they were like, all right, we're going to play a Rage Against the Machine song. It's called Renegades of Funk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And then they went on to play the Rage version of Renegades of Funk. Uh, So that was Rage is one of those bands, by the way, no one should cover. (laughs) It's just a bad, bad idea. But yeah. um, So the reason we're doing it is because uh, one of our palate cleansers uh biggest singles was a cover that i didn't know was a cover until just recently would you say that their cover is the most popular version oh, it's got to be the best oh yeah i didn't far. know <laughs> even know about the other song okay. no yeah i didn't either <laughs> okay so it's a band that sold um tens of millions of albums ace of bass um the cover is don't turn around and um it was po- for, it was first recorded i believe by Tina Turner but written by um uh Albert Hammond senior and uh Diane off the top of my head who was Warren? it Warren right Diane Warren Diane yes. Warren Diane Warren and the dad of the strokes Albert Hammond <laughs> anyway um they <laughs> Tina Turner as well stroke as Bonnie dad. Tyler. Stroke dad. <laughs> stroke dad. <laughs> totally stroked out dad. Stroke oh, dad. Um, well, well, we'll get into it on the episode, but I think they really made it a banger. So get ready for Ace of Base the Sign, a song that meant a lot to my childhood and maybe, maybe all of our childhoods. 
It still holds up, folks. I'm here to tell you. And we are doing the sign, which or is does it? the U.S. version <laughs> of yes. what was called Happy Nation. I just want to make sure it's clear for people that do want to listen along. So, you yeah. need to listen to the version that's the sign Take U.S. Out, version. Yeah. Get out your CD from Arista Records <laughs> from 93, <laughs> the sign sold in America, Got not it. Happy Nation. Yep. That's the one we're yep. doing. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right.